0: What's up everybody? Welcome back to another inspiring episode of Gathering Strength. I'm your host Ruby Rube, and today we're diving into a philosophy that can change the way you approach life's challenges and opportunities. Have you ever wondered how some individuals manage to thrive in the face of adversity while others seem to struggle? Man, why is life got to be so hard? So heavy? Luckily for you, you are Jacked! You're, you're strong, man. Strong AF. No cap. Now, what if there's a key to unlocking your inner resilience and personal growth? No matter the circumstances. Warren Buffett, the goat of all goats, the investor of all investors, he's the one who said, the more you learn, the more you earn. And by golly, you gonna learn today. I want you to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger via 1974 as he was competing and dominating the Mr. Olympia Bodybuilding Championships. I want your veins to have veins. I want you to have the buff body, the buff mind, the buff spirit, and the buff bank. Like I said before, life is heavy, and we're not always going to have a spot. In this episode, we're going to dive deep into the concept of blooming where you are planted. Have you ever heard that philosophical phrase before, bloom where you are planted? If not, good, because you're going to learn today. We're going to get deep into that. We're going to get deep like that little submarine that went to go try to take a sneak peek at the Titanic. But hopefully your head's not going to explode. Now what does it mean to make the most of your current situation, and how can this mindset lead to a life of fulfillment and purpose. We'll explore historical examples of individuals who embody this philosophy and discuss the practical steps you can take to embrace it in your own life. Join me as I unravel the secrets behind building resilience, finding empowerment, and navigating change with grace. How can adopting this mindset lead to increased adaptability, reduced stress, and a more positive outlook on life? Within my podcast catalog, I think it's episode 138, I teach you and talk about many ways that stress is akin to the silent killer. So if you want to compound your knowledge on top of this, hey, go and listen to that, and then listen to this. And that is what gathering strength is all about. We're going to learn why it is important to strike a balance between contentment and aspiring for growth. All right, if you're ready, well, you look ready. You have on all your gear. I, I see your fanny pack packed with some electrolytes and a couple Nutrigrain bars. bars. You look ready. Now, if you're ready to discover the power of transforming challenges into opportunities, tune in. We're going to embark on a journey to uncover the strength that lies within you. Get ready to embrace the philosophy of blooming where you are planted and gather the tools you need to navigate life's twists and turns with unwavering determination. This is gathering strength. And I'm thrilled to have you on this transformative exploration. Alrighty, let's get into it. I'm standing on my metaphorical and figurative windowsill. And in the words of Peter Pan, here we go. Bloom where you are planted. Now, this is a popular metaphorical phrase that encourages individuals to make the best of their current circumstances and surroundings. The origin of this phrase is not attributed to a single source, but is believed to have been derived from various religious and philosophical teachings, emphasizing the importance of contentment, adaptability, and personal growth. In more detail, the phrase suggests that regardless of one's situation, location, or opportunities, it is possible to thrive and flourish by focusing on self-improvement and embracing the present moment. Like a plant that blooms and grows despite its environment, people are encouraged to find ways to develop their talents, cultivate positive attitudes, and contribute to their communities. Now, before we get any deeper into this podcast, I want to share with you a little story about me and my son. A little father and son bonding moment that I had with my son. Now, I have a sister. She lives in Antioch, California. Shout out to Denise Avila and her awesome family. Well, they live in Antioch and I live in Livermore, California. And so the road that I take to get out to Livermore, we have to go through the ultimate hills via... Vasco Road. And if you're not familiar with Vasco Road, it's a long, windy, hilly road. And it's a beautiful scenery that you drive through. And as we get closer, there is this one particular patch of field. It is all just, you know, like long, golden, amber grains of wave, right? And then within that large patch of field, it's just un unattended. It's just a natural hill. There is this little tiny palm tree that is starting to sprout up. It's a little baby, a little sapling. And over the last year, every time when we go there, we have taken a mental note of the location. And every time we pass it, we look for it, we spot it out, and we talk about that little palm tree. And we try to Think of scenarios of how did that seed get out in the middle of that field all by itself. There's no other bush. There's no other shrub. There's nothing around it except for just acres and acres and acres of grass. Now, that could have been dropped by a bird. Someone could have stepped in some dog shit stepped on a seed and then walked into the middle of the field and then that seed just got deposited there. Who knows? There's a bunch of different ways. Regardless of how it got there, nobody's watering it. Nobody dug a hole for that seed. Well, you know, I'm going to assume because it's in the middle of a field where nobody, nobody goes there. Despite, you know, the... How it got there. Uh, like I was pointing out, nobody tends to that seed. Nobody nurtures it. Nobody fertilizes it. Nobody does anything. Despite all of those circumstances that would stack up against life surviving and thriving, hey, that little seed, it, it fought for life. It sprouted its roots. It dug into the soil, and it, you know, just ultimately did what a plant does, and it bloomed all by itself, hey, pretty heartily, too, because this is a a stout little weed palm. I'm not sure if a weed palm is the exact scientific name of that particular palm tree, but that's what what me and my son call it, you know, a, a weed palm. There it is. It is thriving, is blooming exactly where it landed, and you know, that—that that is, you know, the whole point of this podcast, no, ma- no matter how you got to where you're at, no matter, no matter the circumstances, no matter the odds that are stacked up against you, bloom where you're at, nobody needs to nurture you, nobody needs to, you know, tend to you. With all of the skills and all of the coping mechanisms and all of the adaptability that you have, your indomitable spirit, hey, let that guide you and you can bloom anywhere you're at. And I'm going to be tying in this philosophical phrase with, hey, slavery and Jews in the Holocaust because, man, if they can thrive and bloom in a concentration camp, if they can thrive and bloom being an enslaved individual, then hey, you and I can flourish wherever we're at. So let's get into it even deeper. Now, to implement the concept of bloom where you are planted, individuals can adopt several practices. Number one is going to be self-awareness. Understand your strengths, understand your weaknesses, and understand your your aspirations to better identify opportunities for growth and development within your current circumstances. Number two is going to be positive mindset. Cultivate an optimistic outlook and focus on the possibilities and opportunities present in your surroundings, even in challenging situations. Number three is going to be adaptability. Embrace change and be open to learning new skills or perspectives that can help you thrive in different environments. Number four is take initiative. Actively seek out ways to contribute to your surroundings, whether it's by helping others, initiating new projects, or improving existing processes. Tip number five is going to be build meaningful relationships. Connect with people around you. Collaborate and support one another, fostering a positive and supportive community. Along that path of blooming where you are, You need to continuously learn. Seneca, he's the one who eloquently spoke. As long as you live, continuously learn how to live. Now, when you invest in personal growth by reading, attending workshops, or taking courses to expand your knowledge, man, you're going to (laughs) learn. What does Warren Buffett say? The more you learn, the more you earn. And hey, to compound on top of that, wisdom that he imparts on us, he also says that the best investment that you can make is in yourself. Now look at yourself as a business and man, invest in everything. Invest in the buff body, the buff mind, the buff spirit, and the buff bank. Understanding and applying this phrase can be highly beneficial for the everyday person. Number one is going to be resilience, my favorite word. And the way you spell resilience is re Now, by embracing that idea of blooming where you are planted, individuals become more resilient in the face of challenges and setbacks, adapting and finding solutions rather than being defeated by adverse circumstances. Number two is going to be personal growth. Now, this mindset encourages constant self-improvement leading to increased confidence and a sense of achievement as one overcomes obstacles and accomplishes goals. Number three is going to be satisfaction and contentment. Instead of always yearning for greener pastures, individuals can find contentment and fulfillment in making the most of their current situation. Now, if you remain ignorant or dismissive of this phrase, well, this can lead to certain pitfalls or wandering off a damn cliff. And hopefully, you you know, you're not that blind person leading other blind people, because guess what? You're going to be leading them right off the cliff along with you. Hopefully, you're not one of those types of fathers or husbands or wives or mothers or... Man, any pillar of your community. The goal is to remove as many blinders as possible so that we can get a clearer picture of how the world works and, man, we can move ourselves out of the wilderness and into the land of milk and honey. Now, for those who want to remain ignorant or dismissive, number one complacency ignoring the call to bloom where you are planted may lead to complacency and a lack of motivation to grow now this results in missed opportunities for personal growth number two is going to be unhappiness and dissatisfaction constantly yearning for something better without appreciating the present can lead to a perpetual sense of discontentment and unhappiness Now this reminds me, there was a video that I saw online and it was some younger guy and he was complaining about his job and how he quit it and how he's living in a van and he's much more happier and he couldn't believe how he spent so much time in the rat race, grinding, etc, etc. And I was like, yeah, you know, all right, good for him. You know, there is some... Some truth to that, you know, everybody is going to be different. But, you know, living a life in a van, while you are going to be removing some problems that a 9-to-5 job is going to, you know, have or uh, shackle you with, man, now you're going to have to find where to empty out your, your septic tank. You're going to have to find... I don't know. What are you going to do with all your time? What are you going to do with... I don't know. Simply what I'm saying is that it is going to introduce problems that you didn't intend on having. And if you keep that mindset of always looking for the greener pasture, the less work to do, the more time to have, if you're always looking for that and you're not appreciating and blooming where you are, when you do get what you think that you want, you're still not going to appreciate it because of your mindset. Now, there's always people online talking about how they don't have enough time. Oh, I wish I had more time. I wish I didn't have to work so many hours. I wish I didn't have to do this. I wish I didn't have to go to work every day. And I I get it. I get the the sentiment behind it. You know, people get tired. People get tired of the same old, same old clocking in, clocking out, commutes, the same old bag lunch. Yeah, I get it. If you don't have the right mindset, if you don't have the right coping mechanisms, if you can't deal with your stress on a daily basis, basis and you perpetuate the cycle that keeps you implementing the self-sabotaging habits, then yeah, hey, no wonder why you feel the way you do. Now, one thing that comes to mind is when people talk like this is I I tend to think that even if they did get the amount of time that they did want, well, they, they would squander that too. Even if you got the money That you believed would make you happier. You would squander that as well. If you had the job that you wanted. If you had the time. The money. If you had everything that you wanted. You would still find a way. To fuck that up too. Because it's not always about. What you have. It's about. Making use. Of what you have. And appreciating. What you have appreciating a cup of coffee, appreciating a moment to read a book, appreciating that you have all five fingers and you can make a, make a clenched fist, appreciating that you can get out of bed on your own accord, appreciating that, you know, you have the strength to shower yourself, appreciating that you can get up and walk, appreciating that, hey, you can get up and run. You know, you have an able-bodied, but hey, guess what? You have the able-bodied and you can run, but you don't. Because guess why? Because it's hard. But hey, if you were in a wheelchair and you had, you know, you did not have the use of your legs, you would probably be yearning to be able to run. You would be like, man, prior to me having this disability, prior to me, you know, having an able body, I had the opportunity to, you know, do squats, to do lunges, to use my legs how nature intended them. But nope, I didn't. I sat on my ass anyways. I sat at work and then I got in my car, sat on the way home, and then I went, sat on the toilet. And then I got up from the toilet, I sat at the dinner table, and then I got up from the dinner table, and then I sat on the couch. Man, that's a lot of sitting anyways. Sheesh! Even though you have the opportunity to do something and appreciate and honor your strength, well, you squander that too. And this is where, you know, bloom where you are is so powerful because... You know, people, they want to wait until they have the job. They want to wait until they have the relationship, until they have, you know, whatever it is that they don't have. They want to wait then until they can become their best version of themselves. Well, this is where that phrase bloom, where you are, is so powerful. You don't need to have the job or the amount of money that you think is going to bring you happiness because, man, health is wealth. You, if, if you have that now, you have so much. And that's why continuing down this path of remaining ignorant or dismissive of this phrase, well, you're going to miss out on connections and opportunities. Failing to engage with one's current surroundings may mean missing out on valuable connections, collaborations, and Opportunities for personal and professional growth. Once again, remaining ignorant or dismissive of this phrase, you're going to be complacent, unhappy, dissatisfied, missed opportunities and missed connections. Now ask yourself, hey, there you are with everything that you have. Are you blooming where you are? If you're not blooming where you are, Well, you know, hey, take inventory. Are you unhappy? Are you dissatisfied? Are you ignoring the call to bloom? Man, take inventory. Bloom where you are planted. It encourages individuals to embrace their current circumstances, adapt and grow. By fostering a positive mindset... Taking initiative and investing in personal development, people can benefit from increased resilience, increased personal growth, and increased satisfaction. Conversely, disregarding this concept can lead to complacency, unhappiness, missed opportunities, and a limp wiener. Embracing this phrase empowers individuals to make the most of their lives and positively impact their communities. Now, in addition to the previously mentioned aspects, there are a few more key points to understand about the phrase, A Bloom Where You Are Planted. Number one, it is going to be context matters. While the phrase encourages making the best of one's current situation, it is essential to acknowledge that there may be circumstances where it is necessary to make changes or move on. It doesn't imply staying in unhealthy or a harmful environment. Rather, it encourages maximizing the potential for growth and development within a given context. Now, if you are coming home and your husband's beating you, your wife is beating you, and you're just receiving all sorts of abuse, hey, it's time to pack up some luggage and get the hell out of there. You don't want to bloom in a abusive relationship. Nah, man, you need to get out. Something else to consider is patience and time. Now, blooming and personal growth, it takes time and patience. Just like a plant needs time to root, grow, and eventually bloom. Personal development requires consistent effort and perseverance. Now, when a tree bears fruit or a rose bush starts to, you know, make roses and flowers, that's a sign that, that the plant and the tree is happy. Now, you need to look at your life and see, hey, what are some of the fruits that I'm bearing? What are some of the roses and the essence of my overall being? What, what types of flowers is my life producing? Now, a pitfall to watch out and be on the lookout for is comparison and envy. Now, comparing oneself to others or envying their situations, this can hinder personal growth and contentment. The focus should be on self-improvement rather than comparing achievements or circumstances. Uh, tip number four is going to be recognizing limitations. While the phrase promotes personal growth, it is crucial to recognize that everyone has limitations and not all circumstances are within one's control. Understanding these limitations can help set realistic expectations while still ch- striving for improvement. Now, bloom where you are planted. It is not just about personal success, but it's also about finding purpose and meaning in your actions and contributions to others and the world around you. So you're going to need to find purpose and meaning. Ultimately, the phrase, bloom where you are planted, encourages a proactive and positive approach to life. It invites individuals to take responsibility for their own growth and happiness while being adaptable and open to opportunities presented by the current circumstances. By understanding and embracing this mindset, one can navigate through life's challenges with resilience and continue to learn, evolve, and contribute to the personal development and greater community. Here are a few historical examples of individuals who embodied the philosophy of blooming where they were planted. Number one is going to be Helen Keller. She was born in 1880 and died in 1968. Helen Keller was both blind and deaf from a young age. Despite her challenges, she embraced education and communication, eventually becoming the first deaf-blind person to earn a bachelor's degree, Keller used her experiences to advocate for people with disabilities and promote social change, demonstrating how one can overcome adversity and make a significant impact. Now there's, hey, Helen Keller, deaf and blind. And she wrote a book. She learned to read, wrote a book. And she got a freaking bachelor's degree while being deaf and blind. She could have just stood in her room being a happy, content pig, you know, just eating, shitting, bathing, probably jerking off every now and then, and just being a happy, content pig. But nah, did she do that? Nope. If she would have did that, we wouldn't have her inspirational story to reflect on, which would then inspire us to stretch for our own greatness. So let's give it up for the frustrated philosopher, Helen Keller, because I'm sure it was not easy teaching a or learning while being deaf and blind. And let's give it up for the frustrated philosopher, which was her teacher, who was able to break through those learning disabilities of being deaf and blind, and taught Helen Keller how to read. Luckily for us, that teacher was not a happy, content pig. And she shouldered not only her burdens, but because she did that, she uplifted Helen Keller. Here's one of my favorite Jews. Yep, I have favorite slaves and favorite Jews. Anne Frank, born in 1929 and died 1945. Anne Frank, a Jewish girl living In hiding during the Holocaust, she wrote a diary that captured her thoughts, emotions, and experiences. Despite the dire circumstances she faced, Anne's writing showcased her determination to find meaning and maintain a sense of normalcy, even in the darkest of times. Her story continues to inspire people to to persevere in the face of adversity. One of my favorite quotes of all time came from Anne Frank and that little girl I don't know she's like 13 14 she wrote in her journal that paper is more patient than people one last person a historical figure that embodied the sentiment was Frederick Douglass born in 1818 and passed away in 1895 Born into slavery in the United States, Frederick Douglass escaped bondage and became a prominent abolitionist, a writer, and a speaker. He used his experiences to advocate for the abolition of slavery and the rights of African Americans, exemplifying how one can rise above their circumstances and effect change on a societal level. These historical figures that I just mentioned, they showcase the concept of making the most of one's circumstances, despite challenges or limitations. They turn their situations into opportunities for personal growth, positive impact, and inspiring change. Their stories serve as reminders that it's possible to thrive and contribute meaningfully, regardless of the challenges that one faces. Now, learning and embodying the philosophy of blooming where you're planted, this can provide significant strength and personal growth. Now, here's how you can gather your strength from this philosophy. Number one is going to be resilience. My favorite word, once again, you spell resilience, re Now, Embracing the idea of making the best of your current situation helps build resilience. When you encounter challenges, you're more likely to face them with a positive attitude and determination, knowing that difficulties, sheesh, that's just a part of the journey. Number two is going to be empowerment. Understanding that you have the power to shape your experiences, and responses empowers you to take control of your life. You become less dependent on external circumstances for your happiness and your growth. Number three is going to be adaptability. Learning to adapt and find solutions within your current context increases your ability to navigate change effectively. You become more flexible and open-minded, which is essential in an ever-changing world. Number four is going to be personal growth. Booyah! Embracing this philosophy encourages continuous self-improvement. You're more likely to seek out opportunities for learning and development, whether through education, new experiences, or skill-building. You know, It doesn't matter where you are, personal growth, that is a choice. Number five is going to be appreciation. Focusing on the present and finding value in your current circumstances cultivates gratitude. You become more appreciative of the opportunities and experiences that you might otherwise overlook. Confidence is number six. As you overcome challenges and achieve personal goals within your current environment, your confidence grows. You recognize your abilities and strengths, which can lead to a positive self image. That's right, you might be the size of a little kitty cat, but hey, when you look in the mirror, you're going to see a roaring lion. Give me your best roar right now. Rawr, rawr, let's go. Number seven is going to be impact. By embodying this philosophy, you can positively impact those around you. Your resilience, optimism, and proactive approach can inspire others to do the same. And this creates a ripple effect of growth and positivity. Rather than being a Debbie Downer and a cowardly, pusillanimous, weak, feeble man... Nah, you're going to be the opposite of that. You're going to be courageous. You're going to be brave. You're going to be the one shouldering the, the burdens of not only your, yourself, but of others. And then, hey, the people closest to you, they're going to be like, man, what's this guy on? Is, what is he eating? How much sleep is that guy getting And They're going to ask you questions. And you're going to have the answers. And then, therefore, they're going to want to get a little bit of what you got. They're going to see you shining And they're going to want some of that shine for themselves. Now, there's going to be haters out there who are going to inevitably try to poo-poo on the progress that you are currently uh, manifesting for yourself. They're going to throw shade, excuses, and reasons why you're doing what you're doing. And reasons why they can't do what you're doing. And it's like, all right, hey, at the end of the day, man... The haters are going to do what they do best, and that's hate. And you're, that's where resilience comes in because they're going to try to rain on your parade, but it's all good. Hey, let them throw all, all the shade, all the rain, all the negativity because you have the coping me- mechanisms to absorb their heat like a piece of iron. And then you are that swordsmith who takes their energy and bangs that shit into shape Forging a badass sword. And that is useful because, hey, number eight is going to be reduced stress. When you embrace the present and focus on what you can control, you often experience less stress. The philosophy encourages a proactive approach to problem solving rather than dwelling on what's beyond your control. Last but not least, fulfillment. Finding purpose and meaning in your current circumstances leads to a sense of fulfillment. You're more likely to feel a deep connection to your actions and contributions, enhancing your overall well-being. Now, if you want to be that person that blooms no matter where you are, well, here are some tips to make that More of a likelihood. We're going to stack the dominoes in your favor so when the dominoes do fall and the cookie does crumble, hey, you're going to be the one getting the biggest pieces of whatever pie falls in your favor. On that path to receiving, you need to practice mindfulness. Stay present and engage fully in each moment. Mindfulness helps you appreciate what you have and make the most of your experiences. Set realistic goals. Identify areas for growth and set achievable goals within your current context. These goals can provide a sense of direction and accomplishment. Now, these goals, they don't need to be huge. They don't need to be grand, you know, this high Flying falutin goal, like, hey, I'm going to do this. You're like, all that stuff's good, great, grand. But guess what's going to get you there? The small daily goals. You need to have small daily goals that stack up similarly to a staircase that gets you to that big, highfalutin goal. You want to climb Mount Everest? Well, hey, you need to take one step at a time. Cultivate optimism. Develop a positive outlook on life by focusing on the opportunities within challenges. Practice reframing negative thoughts into more constructive ones. Seek support. Surround yourself with supportive individuals who share your values and encourage your growth. Their positive influence can strengthen your commitment to embodying this philosophy. Last but not least, reflect regularly. Take time to reflect on your progress, challenges, and lessons learned. Reflection enhances self-awareness and helps you make adjustments as needed. To summarize everything, to hang my hat on this podcast episode the tapestry of human history, we can find stories of individuals who have defied adversity and embrace the philosophy of blooming where they are planted. From the Holocaust survivors who maintain hope and humanity within the darkest corners of despair to the enslaved who persevered their culture and found strength in community. These examples remind us of the boundless human spirit. Through their resilience, these individuals transform challenges into opportunities, leaving behind a legacy of empowerment and inspiration. Their stories serve as a testament to the transformative power of the human mind and spirit, capable of finding purpose, growth, and connection even in the most trying of circumstances. As we reflect on their journeys, we are reminded that the philosophy of blooming where you are planted, it is not just a lofty idea, but a practical approach to life. It encourages us to face our challenges head-on, adapt with grace, and use our unique strengths to make a positive impact. Whether navigating personal struggles or striving for for societal change, this philosophy offers a roadmap for personal growth and a deeper sense of purpose. So as we navigate the intricate tapestry of our own lives, let us draw inspiration from those who have come before us. Let us remember that within the most challenging environments, the human spirit has the capacity to flourish and make a lasting mark. By embracing this philosophy, we unlock the potential to gather strength, make a difference, and truly bloom wherever life may plant us. That'll do it for today's podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And listening to your boy, Ruby Rube, on the Gathering Strength Podcast. And until next time, it's onward. Always onward.